Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 322, recorded live on Sunday, August 25th, 2013. And here are your hosts, the man who normally does not make up the intros for these episodes, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who thought, ah, forget that, Andy Lowe, hi. Wait, forget what, the intro? Yeah. You just did one. I know. But, but you made it up. I know. So why are you saying that you didn't make it up? Because uh, you made it up. Yeah. But normally I write stuff down. So you, you it's not that you, you didn't make it up, you just winged it this time. Yes. I, I don't think you even really winged it. Because you knew what you were going to say. No, I didn't. No? I, I literally just right then and there. Like right there, like looking over at me and said, ah, Dave doesn't do the intros. Yes. I've done them. Yes. Several times. That's why I said you normally don't. Normally don't. This time... I didn't. still didn't. Yeah. But you did. Yes. But I didn't you said plan you didn't. ahead of time. You don't need to plan it ahead of time. Sometimes you do. We've done 300 and, well, minus the 20, about 300 We've done about 300. intros. Yeah. You need to start planning these things because there's only so many. We well, can done keep coming up with yeah. new ones. And you know what? At this point, if we were to start repeating them. Nobody would know. No one would know. There was something I read, and I forgot where it was, of like how long patterns need to be before humans can... We've talked about this, and I gave you my counterexample. Which is? That the definition of pattern is too vague to use when you say, like, oh, they can only do so many. And you, it, it was something with faces. Yeah. Like, they cycled through a number of faces, and it was like 17 faces was the maximum. Before people couldn't pick up the pattern, or the minimum before, whatever. Uh, and I said, but that's stupid, because I could show 25 things in order, and if I keep showing you those same 25 things in order, you'll still know it. Case in point, I flash you 1, then 2, then 3, then 4, then 5, all the way up to 25, and then repeat. 1, then 2, then 3, then 4. And you know what? I'm willing to bet you could do that up to any number. Counter that point. Do you remember Contact, the movie? Yes. How there was... They kept on getting that pulsing signal. Yeah. One, two, three, five, seven. But they caught it near the end. Yeah. Where it was like at a hundred and... Yeah. It was whatever that, like the twelfth prime number or something like that is. Twelfth prime number is not too big but okay but it was some ginormous prime number that was in the hundreds range and when they were hit they started at that point of the range when it stopped to repeat the entire program they didn't realize there was a pattern it had stopped they're like oh crap and then it went once and they're like okay we got it this time and then it stopped again and they're like oh crap and then it went two times because they hadn't actually seen the pattern so if I started... If you started at 24, and then dropped back down to 1, and then flashed 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, all the way up to 24, and then flashed back to 1... Then yes, but so it, it dep- if you're starting at something that's simple, like 1, 2, 3, 4, Yeah, well, five. but they, they... So the pattern in mine is add 1 every time. The pattern in theirs is what's the next prime. Yeah. Right? But starting at the last prime... 
catching the last one or even the last two is not enough to give a pattern. If I said one and then two. No. That's not enough for a pattern. No. Because the next one could be three. It could be four. Could be one again. Could be one. So you can't use that. That's not a counterexample. Patterns are fickle things. Can we just agree on that? Sure. Okay. Five. What? No, sorry. Six. Six? Six. Six what? Well, if you said six, then I would say three. Three? And then if if you said three, I would say... I did say three, so what do you say? Five. I would say four. Yes, there you go. That was a car talk puzzler in case anybody didn't know. 22. Andy has to type it out. Because I can't do things in my head. This is not the time to think. What, 4, 5, 50 on a Sunday? But we're up north, so... We are up north. Which, by the way, we're up north. (laughs) In case you hear the waves in the background, we are yards away from Lake Michigan. Not sure how many yards. I'd estimate 50 yards. It's about half a football field. Yeah, pretty much. So if you hear the noise, that's... That's what it is. Yes. But yeah, we're up north. Mm -hmm. And have been. And it's been uh, a really nice weekend. I got to see Andy, and we are now recording live in a not studio, but (laughs) no less a studio than what we normally record in. True. We have topics. Yes. Would you like to hit some of the topics? We could definitely hit some of these topics. There's actually a fair number of them. Uh, Gran Turismo movie? Yes. So you know how we I, talked about I, how there's like going to be a Need for Speed movie, there's going to be a Gran Turismo movie? Yeah, and I remember going like, what the hell would the plot be? Because there's no story. It's, I mean, that said, there's no story to Battleship. They made a movie. Yeah. There's no story to Rock'em Sock'em Robots. They made a movie. So, no director for the film has been named. No cast has been named. No renamed. Nothing. <laughs> so wait... It's a movie. Yes. There's no cast. There's no director. Nope. No release date. Nope. Is there a story? Yes. So they got a writer. No. Wait, what? (laughs) They had to have a writer. Okay, no, wait, never mind. Uh, Michael DeLuca and Dana Brunatelli. Brunetti? Brunetti. There's no L in that name. Where do you get Brunatelli? Goddamn racist. (laughs) I'm horrible with names. And I'm horrible with accents. We've gone over this. Michael DeLuca, IMDb says, known for Magnolia, Moneyball, American History X, The Social Network. He was the producer. Okay. So Dana Brunetti, IMDb, he is also producer. Okay, so we have... So these are not writers. No, we have two producers. And we have the guy who's in charge of Gran Turismo say they have a story. So they don't even have a script. They have two producers, producer of the video game, and they said this is what the story is going to be. Okay. So the story idea is he uh, he envisions a film that starts out with a mother that is worried about a son that always plays video games. And the story ends with the same boy turning into a full-fledged racing champ. Wait, didn't they just actually have... Something like this, like there was one guy who did a race and he beat the regular time and he said it's because he had practiced on a game. Well, there's always the Sony amateur guys who they get from Gran Turismo. And no, there, was, they... there was a professional re- racer recently who, really? who beat the, the track and beat the re- track record 
And when asked, like, what did you do to prepare? He's like, I played this track over and over and over in video games. I, I honestly could see that, especially with the amount of the iRacer leagues mm-hmm. and iRacing setups that people have. But that, so that's the details of the movie. That's all we know so far. Okay. Is that it starts be- with a, a kid who plays too many video games? Yes. And he ends up becoming a racer. Yes. Wow. Hasn't that been done before? As a movie? Yeah, Last Starfighter. Yes. So this is the racing version of a Last Starfighter? Except Last Starfighter was this awesome sci-fi drama where he gets to go out into space and save the universe. This guy just to get This to- kid is going to become a race car driver. Yeah. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> it's not... It's it's the racing version of the last Starfighter. That's what it. Video just... game addict turns race car driver. Yeah, awesome. That's going to. Oh God, will there be a video game adaptation of the movie? Gran Turismo, the movie, the video game. What would you even do for that one if you're split? <laughs> <laughs> it's an action platformer. <laughs> oh goodness. What I originally thought was the, uh, what's that movie coming out called uh, Getaway? I originally thought that one was going to be like the Need for Speed or Gran Turismo movie. Getaway? Yeah. Sounds like a terrible name for a movie. Well, it's actually uh, not the first movie called Getaway. Okay. Because there was a Steve McQueen movie called Getaway back in 1972. Ethan Hawke, Selena Gomez, John Voight. Yeah. Wow. The idea I like is, this casting. Henchman number one, henchman number two, henchman number three. Thug, thug. <laughs> this looks like a fantastic movie. Or you have Bruce Payne as distinguished man. Since he's an English character actor, of course he's going to be distinguished. Wow. Oh, he was in the Dungeons and Dragons movies. They were not good movies. That said, uh, the second producer, Dana Brunetti, is the guy who did 21 and Fanboys, hmm. both of which were pretty darn good. Uh, he's also co-producing Fifty Shades of Grey, the movie. How is there a Fifty Shades of Grey movie? How is that not a porno? I don't know. It's the book that every woman, not every woman. Careful with what you say. <laughs> Dear friend Andy. <laughs> In the movie producer sort of mind, it's the movie that every woman would go see because she read the book. And every guy would go see because... Because he wants to see a porno. Yes. With his girlfriend or wife. Yes, this is going to be our generation's... Well, not even our... Hopefully not our generation. The next generation's version of Deep Throat. It's going to be a mainstream porno movie. I... But it's... I'm just worried that, like, people are going to go see the movie... They're going to put stuff in the movie that actually is in the book, and then people are going to go home and try it. There has been an uptick of... Fetish wear, and yeah. And emergency room visits because of said. <laughs> yeah, no, there, well, honestly, I swear there was a news article talking no, about how there I was an uptick. That. I remember that. You're not lying. You're not wrong. I'm just unfortunately right. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So what else have we got going on here? Do you want to do anything movie-related? We've got one. I was going to go car-related, since it's Grand Theft, uh, Grand Turismo. It's right above it, dealing okay. with Google. 
Google. Google has their automated cars. Yes, the, right? the, the Priuses with the stuff on the top. Right. The other Priuses with the stuff on the top. Because their Street View cars are Priuses oh, with stuff right. on top. Okay, so the Priuses with the spinny LiDAR on top yes. rather than cameras. Right. Got so, it. <laughs> do they just mount everything to a Prius? Anyway, it's Google self-driving cars, and they drive around the Google campus. In fact, they drive around all of San Jose. Like, as you're driving, you will just see them on the highway. Yeah. And they are self-driving. Yeah. They have a human pers- a human inside to... Behind the wheel. You know, take over if something goes wrong, but it's a self-driving car. And Google's been kind of shopping this around, going to different auto manufacturers saying, do you want to produce these cars? They wouldn't be Priuses at that point. No. But they would be cars. Okay. So you, they went to, like, Mercedes and said, hey, do you want to put this in the new... Think about that. The newest... Because the S-Class has always got, like, the, the lane avoidance right, already built in. the new automated... It's got the adaptive cruise control. Pretty much the S-Class, all it needs is just the LiDAR, and it's pretty much... Yep. ...set. Yep. So instead of a Google driverless car, it'd be Mercedes, Mercedes S-Class driver. Powered by Google. Yeah. God, would the operating system be Android? Maybe. That'd be terrifying um all the automotive companies have said no (laughs) they've all turned this down even tesla i believe even tesla because i think they would have a little bit of an in with tesla maybe you you'd think so but everyone's turning them down which i mean from from the side of the car manufacturer i totally understand and agree with Until the laws are set, A, it would be a terrible thing to try and invest in if all of a sudden all the states say, no, this is actually illegal. Yeah. B, what happens when it crashes? Yes. Who is at fault? If it's a driverless car, you're not in control, and your car crashes, who's at fault? Is it the car's manufacturer? Is it the person who actually did the automation software? Oh, God, that would suck. (laughs) automation hardware to be that one person who wrote that bit of code how would you even tell what bit of code yeah. caused it so i have a feeling that this is why google is having such a hard time doing this okay so what's google's plan now because they always have a plan well they are talking about making their own cars now judging by their history of making their own phones you want to wait a couple generations before picking one up because they probably saw what Tesla did and was like, Tesla's able to do it. Do you think we're able to do it too? Maybe. Tesla sunk a lot of money into their research. How much money does Google have? A lot of money. But to waste that on researching how to build a car? Google is an information company. They're a search company. They're a software company. They are not automotive hardware manufacturers. Why would... To- do you know how much money that would take? Yeah, they've got it laying around, but no. It would it would be a money pit for years and years. Be a huge money pit that may or may not work Pay out. Pay out, right. This is I I don't see them actually going through. They might do it as a prototype and just do it as like here's the proof that it works. They should. What they should do is do what Tesla did. Because when they came out with the Roadster, it was based off of a Lotus chassis. So just grab another car. Grab another car. Grab grab basically the bone structure of another car and build their Google car on top of it. Suggest that you can get them out and working. 
And then now you got like the name brand recognition and you got people interested in what you can do because you proved yourself that you can actually do it. Then do what Tesla did with the Model S. Pre-sell it. Pre-sell it and build it from the ground up. Once you have proven, hey, we can take basically the bones of a house and build a house. Yeah, we can build a house (laughs) if you give us the structure. Now we're actually going to start building from the ground up. That's what I'm thinking. That's what they should do. Take the bones of somebody else, build their own on top of it, put their own badge on it. People get and understand it. And then once they've proven the the track record, then you go from the ground up. But who knows? It's hard to say. So this actually could lead us into the Tesla Model S. Go for it. um, Which recently had the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration do um, the... Safety tests? Yes. Right. You um, always see, like, you know, rated such and such on the National Highway Safety. Yeah, like a four-star rating for side impact crash tests and that sort of stuff. Right. It got five stars across the board. That's pretty good. Has that happened? No. There's There's been no car to have a five-star rating across. This is the literally the safest car on the road. Yes. In any accident, this car scored a five-star rating. Its rollover risk was just rated, this is the lowest rollover risk ever, at just 5.7%. Of like, I'm turning the car really fast while I'm traveling really fast, it's not going to roll over? It has a 5.7% chance of rolling over. Normally the cars, especially like the SUVs, you have like... Like 40% chance. Well, in the case of the Ford Explorer with the tires it had, it had a higher than 50% chance. It was going to roll over if you did it fast enough. (laughs) Do this enough times, it will roll over. Yeah. Um, I mean, 5% is still 1 out of 20. Yeah. But, Wow. It actually broke one of the Traffic Safety Administration's uh, safety equi- testing equipment because they want to test how well, if you do a rollover, how well the... The top will last against the pressure and yes. the weight. Yeah. So they normally just get a giant piston, yeah, and, big and sheet of metal, and just push down, on push down on it. The piston broke at 6 Gs, I do believe. I think it's, it's either 5 or 6 Gs, but still, it broke the testing equipment. Wow. So, yeah, it was pretty good. Um... There is a problem with this, though. The Tesla press release stated that the Model S achieved a new combined record of 5.4 stars. But it's out of five stars. Yes. How'd they get 5.4 stars? Um, Is that a typo? Well... Someone missed the zero key and zoom halfway across the keyboard? That people were like, wait a second, they scored 5.4 out of 5? How does that work? Which the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration responded saying that they do not rate vehicles beyond 5 stars and do not rank or order vehicles within the star rating categories. In addition, the agency has guidelines in place for manufacturers and advertising agencies to follow to ensure that accurate and consistent information is conveyed to the public. Tesla has screwed this up. Yes, and didn't follow the guidelines for posting the actual requirements. So do they lower the requirements then? Well, basically they're saying the 5.4 stars doesn't exist, and hey, you guys didn't read the rules about what you're supposed to say after you get the results back from us. Right, but what's the penalty for not reading the rules? Or obeying the rules. Uh, I don't think there's any penalty to that. So it's a slap on the wrist. Yes. Not even. It's like a scolding. It's a stern yes. talking to. So that you, you, you could technically say whatever you want, but you're not supposed to. Okay. <laughs> so Tesla, yeah. <laughs> Something sure. great happened to Tesla, and somehow they still screwed they it up. They still screwed it up. Wow, that's like the story of Tesla, isn't it? 
pretty much. Like, they've got something good going on, and somehow they can screw it up. They have, like, the best car on the road, <laughs> and they keep screwing it up. This is not on our list, but th- the law in Texas got officially passed. Which law in Texas? The one where if you're going to sell a car, you have to sell it through a dealership. Oh, that sucks. So that means Tesla cannot actually sell their cars in Texas. Because no dealership would take them. Or just, they, they, they won't they, let they, a dealership. They, yeah, Tesla will not let de- dealerships sell their cars. They have to be sold by Tesla. That's... Directly to the consumers. God damn it, Texas. That's so anti-consumer. That's the way it's going, so... That is... Laura brings up a good point, that it's protecting oil. I think it's just protecting the... Because how many car dealerships are in Texas? Are in Texas? A lot. But so is, it, pr- is it protecting the dealerships, or is it protecting... I don't is know. Is it something against Tesla specifically? Which would be electric cars, which would be not oil. Oh, Tesla. Oh, Texas. Also, oh, Texas. Okay, U.S. internet adoption rate. Yes. I saw this. The fact that technically 98% of Americans' homes have access to high-speed broadband. Yeah. But, but still, there's about 60 million Americans who do not. 60 million out of 350 million? Yes. So it's a sixth? Yes. So just under 20%? About 85%. So, so 15%. 15% right now. So all this, like, you know, $7 billion effort to expand access. And it worked. It, real, <laughs> it, it, it worked. 98% have access. But still, the percentage of Americans who use the internet hasn't really changed. It'll continue to go up. But as, we're talking about... As older people die off and younger ones come up, that number will change. It'll never be 100%. No. There will always be people like, oh, no, I don't do the internet. Slightly more than half of Americans 65 and older use the internet, compared to about 80% for those under 65. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. That's It's the old people. It's not necessarily their fault. It's not that they're being stubborn. They, A lot of them can't actually learn how to use a computer anymore. It's too different. They, the New York Times interviewed somebody who is living in the suburbs of Houston, who was 78. She says, I use my telephone. I get the news on the TV. I'm just not comfortable involving myself with that internet. With that internet. That internet. Oh, with, that internet. With that thing, that, that internet. This weekend, we've been just outside the Manistee National Forest. Yes. Northern Michigan. Yes. Fairly remote. We've used the internet all the time while we're out here. Not all the time. It has been available. It has been used. Yes. We, we could have turned off our phones and left them at the gate. Yeah. It would have been really simple to cut off the internet access to this cottage. Right. I literally know what one plug to pull. I actually also think I can figure it out. But we've been, even if you did pull it, there's still a cellular signal out here mile down the road you have to go a mile down the road in order to get cellular service where we're at so it's maybe next year no internet none see what happens i'm fine with that although i just use it to buy ferry tickets back so (laughs) maybe not uh okay so so yeah as people die off and new ones come up that number will rise but still seven billion dollars for a little bit of improvement not their fault, though. I mean, though. it's not a little bit of improvement. 
have coverage. Yeah. That's incredible. Because people are going to be living in those same houses. They're going to be living in the same areas. True. If it were set up such that only 60% had coverage... Then we would have a serious problem. Yeah. Okay. And that's what it was a couple years ago. Now Now we just need to get the connection to good Broadband. Because that's what I was going to say. Some of this 98% coverage is considering broadband connection via cellular services. Right. Would you rely only on your cellular phone for internet access? For web access, yeah. That would be fine. But for Netflix? For Netflix, probably not. For online gaming, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of gaming, we have a couple topics here. We got a bunch of video game topics. Where do you want to start? What's going on with WoW? Um, According to an interview during Blizzard, well, during the Gamescom, because that's currently going on in Germany, Mm -hmm. um, the lead designer for WoW has said that a free-to-play version of World of Warcraft will make sense eventually. Yeah. I see it. His quote is, for Blizzard, it makes sense to go free-to-play at some point, but a lot of the risk is making that transition. You hear stories about developers going free-to-play and getting double the number of players, but you don't always know it works out that way and how long it stays that way. We really don't know what the rate is before people drop off and lose interest. Well, people have been dropping off and losing interest. Yeah, I mean, they're down to to how many subscribers? 7.7 million now. Oops. (laughs) So they are losing people as we speak. I hope it doesn't go free-to-play. I really hope it doesn't go free-to-play. I really hope it doesn't go free-to-play. Are you feeling that yourself control? I'd play it. If it were free, if it were free, I'd play it. Do it not... depends on their model. Yeah. It depends on if, if all of a sudden it was free, but you had to pay a dollar to go into a raid. No, I wouldn't do that. If it was free, but it was pay-to-win... And all the best equipment was for real money, I wouldn't play. No, because... If it was free and there was a real money auction house, I would potentially play. Just say no, Dave. It's free. <laughs> Just say no. I'm a year clean, but, <laughs> but it was pandas and the subscription that kicked me off. Which is kind of funny because they, he actually brings up the fact here... That Pandaria saved their asses. Yeah, he said that Mists of Pandaria, the the Penguin Kung Fu Panda WoW version, was very successful, so much so that the game would have been in bad shape had we not done the expansion. And he acknowledges that many of the previous players had thought that it was a major departure from WoW's roots and that they shouldn't have done it, but he said it was necessary to grow and expand the game. Oh, yeah. If it goes free to play, I'll head back. But you, you, you and I both thought Mists of Pandera was a stupid expansion. I didn't think it was stupid. I just thought it was not for me. I thought it was stupid. You guys are welcome to think that it's stupid. I thought it was ridiculous, but I okay. didn't think it was stupid. What's your? What is your distinguish between the two of them? Between ridiculous and stupid? Yes. It would have been stupid if it had lost the money. Okay. It would have been stupid if it would have lost them players. It lost them some players, but it gained back more. Especially with the amount of casual... Basically, they right. focused it on it, a casual it audience. A casual game. If, if they had not done that, it wouldn't be sitting at 7.7 right now. It would be down at what? It would be 5, five or 3, 6. six some, it would be lower than what it would right. have been. It was a necessary evil for them to keep the game going. They, they were hemorrhaging players. This slowed the leak. It didn't stop the leak, but nope. it, at least it slowed it. 
putting it free to play probably won't stop it either. It'll it would reverse it for a little bit and then it'll drop back down. But new stuff at this point. They're, well, they've got the Siege of Ogrim. I would I don't know what the Siege of Ogrimmar is. It's but, probably the next uh, patch content patch. So kind of like the the newest version of Nax or AQ. Well, adding Nax or adding AQ. Yeah. Okay. Dang it! That means I need to catch up on what the story is. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, there's there's a lot of MMOs. If they were free to play, I'd hop on this Eve. If Eve Online were free to play, supposedly there's an Eve first person shooter that's coming out. It's not supposedly. It is. It was their tech demo for the Oculus Rift. Okay. And they decided, hey, everybody loves this. Let's make it into a they game. They decided to turn it into a game. And it's not a first-person shooter. It's the first-person space shooter. Okay. So it's it's space combat. Got it. Um, and the Star Citizen may have had something to do with that as well, the fact that they've raised umpteen million dollars for that. Okay. Which comes out in a year and a couple months. I'm excited. So the Xbox One's coming out. Yeah. And in Europe, you get a free game with it. Really? Yes. Only in Europe, though. Out here in the U.S., not so much. But in Europe, you get a free copy of FIFA 14, which I could see if you choose that in America. No one would care. People are like, what the frick is this in my box? Right. <laughs> like, throw it out. It's like the old AOL CDs. You would have... Did you, oh. did you see, though, the, the commercial for FIFA 14? No. It's Patrick Stewart narrating it. And it makes soccer look like the most amazing thing in the world. Well, I could see Patrick Stewart's narration frickin' made renting a car a cool thing. Right. This made soccer look like life and death. Oh my god, so amazing. Which, if you had talk to a soccer fan, that's what they'll say. Right. But, but it's, he brought out like the Shakespearean actor training to read the script for the commercial. <laughs> it's worth watching. I will have to keep that in mind. So they get a free copy of FIFA 14. Yes. What do we get? We get nothing. We get nothing? Because they're trying to basically make the 429 pound price tag be more appealing it's to the like PS4 price tag of $50. 350 pounds for the PS4. Which is like $500. Yes. So they're tossing in a free game. To basically try and get more people to buy the Xbox One instead of the PS4. Well, FIFA would be a good way to do it. Yes. I don't even know what the American equivalent of FIFA... You would have to throw in a game Madden. It would be, hey, buy this and we'll throw in a free copy of Madden. I wonder what EA would say about that. Well, they're doing it with FIFA, so... (laughs) I mean, EA wouldn't care. They're going to make so much money off of that. True. Because there is a lot of... Look, it's not that EA is giving away the game for free. No. Microsoft has to purchase a copy with every box. They probably got some sort of discount because EA probably makes buckets of money from the DLC from FIFA. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, and, and, you know, bulk order of, uh, we need 500 million copies. <laughs> Can we have them for, like, five bucks each? <laughs> so, speaking of EA. Yeah. There's an update to that EA versus the players for NCAA football. Okay. So EA and NCAA versus the player. Yes. So we talked about previously how the Ninth Court ruled that the company was not protected and they owed the guy money. EA announced that they are actually putting in a petition to have the Supreme Court. On whether or not this is free speech? Yes. They would like the Supreme Court to review on this. They are really just stalling. 
Yes, that's basically it's ninety. It's a delay of ninety days, so they can put the petition to the higher court. If the court accepts the case for review, then it's going to be in the Supreme Court's chain of events, which then will take forever. We'll see the response in like a year and a half. Yeah, if the court rejects the case, then the trial will move forward, and then they'll have to deal with all the payments. This is not a, a class action, right? No. These guys are. If they lose this, they are in deep, deep shit. Yes. Because every player can come forward. Yes. Everybody who played on an NCAA football, let's see, there's 135 Division One teams. Each team has about, what, 60 people on it? I can't do the math right now. Over how many years? Yeah. Was it? You said 135 times 60? Yes. Times how many years, if we call it the last 10 years? It's 81,000 people. Well, well granted, that's... That's not true because it's the same people over and over. Over four years, so. Um, but that just means you have to subtract four years from the number of years. Yeah. So call it six years. So in the last 10 years, there have been 48,000 people. That's a pretty big class action lawsuit. If EA owes all of them $1,000, yeah. that's already $48 million. Yeah. And it's not going to be $1,000. Who knows what it's going to be. way more than that. So, yeah, so EA is pulling a, a delay of game, to put it in football metaphors. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Ooh. That's next weekend. What? First Fo- games. Football. Yeah. College football starts in a week. So another video game court case, somewhat update, somewhat more of a post-mortem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brown? No. No. Well, yes, Brown. Brown versus the EMA. Yeah. Uh, Supreme Court Justice Kagan admitted Tuesday that they still use paper memos. <laughs> what? Yeah. Email? They still send paper memos back and forth. Okay. But during the Brown versus EMA case... They played video games. The video game industry, so the EMA basically sent them games to play, including Medal of Honor, Resident Evil 4, and that sort of thing. I, and normally some of them had their clerks try out the game and like to let them know what it's like but then also the supreme court justices themselves tried playing video games can you just picture like two xboxes with two tvs split screen eight of the justices sitting there playing medal of honor (laughs) or call of duty just like sitting there with the controllers shooting each other in their robes (laughs) that is a picture <laughs> Even Kagan herself is quoted as saying it was kind of hilarious. I want to see that. <laughs> I wonder how many of them still play now. I I don't know. Could you imagine now going on to Xbox Live playing like Call of Duty and it's just like Justice Roberts? <laughs> what? <laughs> There's no way. No, no. You were sniped by <laughs> Kagan one five three two. <laughs> Oh, that would be whole. It would be. I'm. I'm. It's. It's scary that they're still using paper memos. But I'm also pleased that they actually decided. Hey, we, we should, should try, try this yeah. and, and see what it's like before we set down a ruling that could affect millions of people. Wow. Yeah. That's that's pretty fantastic. I really hope that they're on Xbox Live. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, a 12-year-old swearing them out? <laughs> like, so, that's actually not covered by free speech. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've reported you to the Xbox Live authorities. Who is this? 
No, no, no. It's even better because, like they say, like you really need to stop that because, like, what free speech? Oh, I'm sorry, but <laughs> like so. Turns out, <laughs> no. <laughs> Police show up. I don't think they have that much authority, but it would be <laughs> something about holding the court in contempt. <laughs> so, what happened with GTA Five? Uh, so GTA Five coming out soon. Yes. Some European pre-orders for the PC have already gotten their files. No, it's through the PlayStation Store. Okay, not PCs. PlayStation Store. They still have already gotten their files. Okay. And got access to those files. Oops. And those files had... I mean, it's all potentially encrypted, right? That's the way the pre-downloads work. But... they, somebody got the pre-download of Grand Theft Auto V on the PS3. Three, yep. Was able to hack the encryption. Didn't, able- no, they, they didn't hack the encryption, though. They, they just got some of the files not necessarily encrypted. Oh. Like some of the media. Oops. So the music, the main theme for GTA V, soundtrack to GTA V, has been leaked. Hmm. As has some of the story. So what I'm hearing is I should just remove all... Anytime I do a Google search related to GTA 5, I should just remove what? Spoiler? Remove the word spoiler? Probably. Okay. This is why we can't have nice things. Because other people break it? Yes. Other people go, hey, look what I found. I guess. Mm. I'm still on the fence about buying that... $270 $270 PlayStation 3 GTA 5 pre-order. I don't know. It's a tough decision. It's a really tough call. Because, like, what games are going to come out after that? I could buy Last of Us. It'd be even better. I could probably just rent Last of Us. At this point, you're not really buying it for the future catalog. You're buying just it buy for, for the, the back catalog. For the back catalog. Because you know if you buy a PS4, you're not going to be able to play the back catalog. Oh, that's right, because it's not backwards compatible. Because mm-hmm. they're asses like that. But if I wait for the PS4 to come out, maybe the PS3's price will get cut back more? Who knows? Because who knows? I mean, $300 PlayStation 3 versus a $300 PlayStation 4. It probably will get the price drop, but who knows? It's But pass it. Yeah. Anyway. Well, the Vita price dropped. Vita price? Did anyone buy the Vita? It was 300 euro in Europe and was $250 here. in the US. It has dropped to 200 pa- euro. I almost said pounds, but it's not pounds. It's euro. And $200 in the United States. So significantly cheaper in the United States. Yes, but there was a greater price drop with the euros. Right. That is an expensive piece of hardware. Yep. Plus you have to use the Sony memory, the Vita memory cards. Yes, which also had a price cut. Yes. So a 4-gigabyte card is $15, an 8-gigabyte card is $20, and a 16-gigabyte card is 40 32 is 80 Okay. I'm not sure why you felt it was worth reading those out. It's just people are like, oh, yeah, it's $200. Well, well yes. Well, it's, it's actually $280 if you want the 32-gigabyte card. Yes. $280, I can buy a full PS3 with a game and a second controller. It's a question of, are you a mobile gamer? I have my phone for mobile gaming. Yes. Yes, you do. I'm quickly running out of HDMI ports for my non-mobile gaming. 
Monoprice has a decent HDMI switch. Monoprice has a discount this Good. week. Really? All the way through like early September, you can buy anything as if you had bought 50 of them. Oh, that's a pretty decent discount on most things. Yeah. Hmm. So if you want to buy something from Monoprice... Now is the time to do it? Now is the time to do it. Okay. I'm I don't see really if need I can anything dig up from the... Monoprice right now, but keep that in mind. So Dave, what do you think about buying a Nook? Why would I buy a Nook? I don't know. I'm <laughs> not planning on buying a Nook. That's, I think the... I have, I have a Nexus 7. Why would I buy a Nook? I, I don't know, especially since everybody had talked about the fact, I think we even talked about the fact that Barnes Noble was going to stop do, working on the Nook hardware. Um, it seems that they changed their mind. Okay. Because the president of Barnes & Noble stated that they are continuing to design and develop cutting-edge Nooks. And that the Nook is not dead. But it is. In all sense of the word, basically, yes, it is. It got creamed by the, the Kindle Fire and the Nexus 7. Yeah. There's no reason to buy a Nook. If you're going to buy a tablet, you're either going to buy an iPad, you're going to buy Please a Kindle don't. Fire HD, or you're going to buy a Nexus 7. HD. HD. Yes. Or, so you're going to buy an or, Apple or Nexus 10. Next, you're, okay, so you're going to buy an Android-specific one. You're going to buy... Amazons. Amazons, which is... Isn't it like a... It's Android. It's Android, but the Amazon overlay. Yeah, it's a neutered Android. But it's Amazon-specific. Right. Or you're going to buy the Apple. Yeah. The Nook isn't even in the equation anymore. No. So Barnes & Noble is basically wasting money. Yes. And made on to make sure that everybody still knew that they were... They're wasting, wasting money. Yeah. Did their stock drop after that? I'm not sure. I'd be... I'd laugh. They have cut the price for the touch with the glow light to $100, and they're throwing in a $20 Barnes & Noble gift card to sweeten the deal. So it's down to $80. Yes. The paperwhite's 120 if you want the ads. So it's not bad for a price. I mean, it's a decent tablet for 80 bucks. But it's a nook. It's a nook. Why? No. Just no. It's honestly, what you would have to do is just, can you... Can you hack the Nook, root yes. it, and then put your own way? Yes, but the hardware is a little less than what you'd get for, for like a Nexus or a Kindle. Or a Paperwhite? Not for a Paperwhite, no. Paperwhite is just purely a Kindle. It's reading. Yeah. You don't compare a Nook to that. Well, you compare the Nook that's that price, which is the simple touch with the glow light. Oh, that's that's not the Nook no, Android. That's, not- that's the Well, it's Android, but it's the... Ebook Nook, not I the do tablet so. Nook. I do believe the Simple Touch is the ebook one. Okay, yeah, that's silly then. Yep. Wow. Facebook. Facebook wants to put the internet everywhere. Didn't they just try and start a foundation, Internet.org? That's what they're talking. This is the same one okay. that says because that they started that last week. Yeah. Hey, we want to start internet.org in order to get everybody online. So they've teamed up with Ericsson, MediaTek, Nokia, Opera, Qualcomm, and Samsung, among others. And they want to help those in developing countries to become part of the internet community. Everybody else has kind of gone, um... Good I don't luck. think the third world countries should really be concerned about the internet first. Maybe you should be considered about... Water. You know, like water. Food. Water would be good. Democracy might be good. Water, in fact, before food. Yeah. Because you can use the water to get the food. Yes. So everybody's saying this is probably a lot of talk and no action because yeah. they don't even have a plan. They're saying, okay, we're going to get everybody connected. 
But they didn't say how. Or when. Or when. Yeah, Dr. Michael Jennings, chair of African Studies at Sosa, University of London, says he welcomes the efforts, but that the priority must be given into other pressing needs, such as providing power. Yep. Hey, you've got the internet, but you can only use it during the day because you only have some solar power. Yep. Power, water, food. I mean, Maslow, right? Yeah. Hierarchy of needs. The internet is not the bottom level. No, No, it's not. It may feel like that, but it is not. And I love a bunch of people are saying, oh, yeah, they're going to get everybody online so they can get everybody on Facebook. Well, they do. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the only reason. It's not being altruistic. They want the potential customers. Not even potential customers. Let's be clear. This is Facebook. They want the potential products. Yes. Okay. Um, kind of wrapping this up then, Microsoft. Yes. Steve Ballmer is leaving Microsoft. So basically the two guys who started Microsoft... Are, have now left Microsoft. Well, he's going to retire within the next 12 months. So by August of next year... Yes. Steve Ballmer will have stepped down. Yes. His estimated net worth is $15.2 billion. Probably most of that is stock in Microsoft. Mm-hmm. What was the name of the new head of games? Oh, what was her name? Uh, Julie, Julie Larson Green. There we go. Okay. Uh, because last month, Wired was calling her the heir apparent. To Microsoft as a whole? Yeah. To the entirety of Microsoft. So if Ballmer is stepping down, that means that her name is certainly on the list. Was it? What was she working on before that? I remember we talked about that. Oh, she uh, was working on Windows was, 8. She worked on Windows 8. She'd also worked on Office. She was responsible for the ribbon. Uh-huh. Which, we all had our problems with the ribbon. Yeah. But that's become the new standard. Uh, yeah, I see that now. With that's become the design. Yeah. So... I'm sure think? her name is, is under consideration. Do you think Balmer should have retired before this? Because Bill Gates retired, what, five In years In what ago? sense? Five, six years? No, no. Balmer has, has actually kept the company fairly on track. And if you want proof of that... Bill Gates retired in January of 2000. Yeah, if you want proof of that, go look at Microsoft stock for the last five, eight years. MSFT? Yep. If you look at the last five years, it hasn't gone anywhere. No. I mean, it's gone up a little bit. Very, very little bit. It's kind of surprising how much Microsoft stock went up when Bill Gates said he was going to retire. Did it go up when he was retiring? If he retired back in 2000, there was a major increase right around. Yeah. It was right after the huge, huge increase from the late 90s, though. Yeah. So... So you're saying that the stock didn't go anywhere is a good thing. When so many other things have tanked. True. Five years was 2008. Very true. Right? There was a dip in 2008. If you go back and look at the max, there was a huge dip just after 2008. And it came back up. Many, many things dipped in 08. Many things stayed dipped. Very, very true. So yeah, I think he's actually done just fine. Okay. It's about time for him to step down. Yeah. He's definitely had a good 12-year run. He's had a good run. Get out of there. 
And we'll see what happens with Julie Larson Green. Yep. Which we is not official yet, but nothing's official. The only no. thing that's official is A, he's stepping down in the next twelve months, and B, there is a committee designed to find his replacement. So, last topic, Wikipedia. Sure. Wikipedia can predict box office flops. Okay. Twitter can predict candidate wins. Sorry, I just got handed a Sour Patch Kid show. Okay. It wasn't really handed, it was fed, but going on. What what keywords is Wikipedia looking at, or what's going on? They're, the financial success is based off of four parameters of a movie's Wikipedia article. Total number of page views, total number of total edits, number of users editing, and the number of revisions in an article's revision history. So the more people are on it, yes. the better it will be at the box office. That makes perfect sense. Yes. Okay. They found Twitter. Really? Yep. I'm trying to look for it right now. Uh, yeah, similar uses There's, of big data have led to the claims that it's literally in the article yeah. that we have here that Twitter was being able to use to predict future elections. It's the more tweets you have, the more likely you are to win. Even if they're negative tweets, the more tweets you have, the more likely you are to win. Researchers included data from the 2010 Twitter mentioned model and found that their Wikipedia formula for prediction not only worked, but yielded a far more accurate result. He 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 he. So Wikipedia will tell you whether... Man, so you should just go in and start editing, like, random movies. People, because Wikipedia articles for movies... As soon as a movie is announced... There's a Wikipedia article. Yeah. Okay, so what? Are, are you suggesting they base their advertising off of this predictive modeling? Granted, it might just be a catch-22, though. Right. So I see it's not doing well. I throw more money at it, so it does well. So I, I... Or it's not doing well, so I won't throw as much money at it, so therefore it will do worse. Right. Is it a catch-22? I don't know. But it, it's, it, I always find it funny that people find these really odd connections. Well, it makes sense, though, right? The yeah. more people are talking about it, the more people are going to go see it. It's like if you could put a microphone at all the water coolers across the globe and just listen for what they're saying and say, like, ah, well, because people are talking about Ender's Game coming out, that's going to do well. Well, no shit. People are talking about it. Anyway. How are we doing on time? We should probably hit the random topic. Then let's hit the or random not the topic. Random, random let's review. hit the random review. It's your turn. Yes. I want to review a game called Flow. Now, when, when you say this, what comes to my mind is the like prequel to Spore, where you are this kind of nebulous, other nebulous blobs and growing and going deeper in levels. The, the flow with the big O is what you're saying. Yeah. That was done back in 2006. Okay. Is that not what... No. I'm talking about the Android game called Flow. What's the difference? The Android game is a puzzle game where you're given a grid of squares and you have basically dots on the grid. Grid of squares with dots on the grid. I'm sorry, yes. I'm playing Flow. Which flow are you playing? The, the good one, the old one. <laughs> anyway, okay, flow Android. Let me look this up and see what we've got. There's, oh, you're talking about flow free. 
Sure. Yeah. There's, there's a free version, but you can also yeah, pay. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I know this game now. Okay. Grid with pairs of colored dots, and you need to fill in the grid. While connecting and all connect the dots. And connect all the dots without crossing lines. Yes. Okay. You just discovered Flow recently, or have you been playing it for a while? I've been playing it for a while. I've got all of the Flow levels done okay. perfectly, except for the tablet levels. Because your phone is too small. Yeah. It's kind of hard when you've got a 14 by 14 grid. To touch the right ones. Yes. Okay. It takes effort. Yes. But I've got all the other ones. Yeah, I think the other game is better. <laughs> but this one, it's a nice little pointless game. It is. And the free version is great because yes. it's free. It's free. You've There's get, a lot of there. You'll get ads between the levels. But what's really nice is if you don't have um, cell service, you won't get the ads. So you just turn on the airplane, airplane mode. mode. Yeah. When you play. I don't know. See, for me, either I'm just really good at this or I feel like the game is too easy sometimes. Like, I don't have a lot of difficulty plotting it out visually beforehand without even putting my finger down. That's what I do first is plot it out beforehand. Right, but, like, I I don't have a difficult time with that. Even on, what is this, one, two, three, four, five? This is, like, a ten by ten. And I just look at it like, well, that's the answer. Sometimes it's like that. They get more difficult towards the end. There's a couple of them where I've had to sit there and try it a couple of different ways before I can get it. But there's like uh, 300, no, 150 levels per level of levels. And I think there's one, two, three. I don't have my phone in front of me, so I can't tell you. But there's there's a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. So even it's free, it, you'll just get a couple hours just because you have to plod your way through all these a levels. A lot of levels. Yeah. Hundreds of levels. And not only that... But on a secondary note, there's also Flow Bridges, which is the same Flow game, but there are special bridge squares in there where one can go over and another pipe can go under. That's mean. Okay, that changes the game. Yes, it does change the game completely. That totally changes the game. Wow. Which this Flow Free Bridges also has, you know, hundreds and hundreds of levels to do. Oh, man, that's rough. Okay. Maybe so I'll have to play that, that one. That one is a little bit harder because normally you do the thing where like, okay, well, this one can go all the way around the outside. This one will cut through the middle. These two are right next to each other, so it's a little L. But then but you've got you the can't. bridges in there. You have to figure out which one's going to go over and which one's going to go under. And it it is a lot more difficult yep. than the old version. Yep. So if you want a simple puzzle game that you can easily pick up and set down anytime you want. And that you don't have to pay for. You don't have Only to pay Only available for. on Android. Yes. Or is it iOS? Um, let's see. Let's go to the company webpage and find out. Can I go to the company Whisper's website? Flow free. Get this app for Android. Also available for iPhones and iPad. There you go. So Android and iOS. Lots of games, lots and lots of levels. So there you go. Flow free. It's free. It's kind of hard to be yeah, free. It's, it's free and worth your time. Yes. That's the other half. If it's free, you have to you have to clarify with that. It's free, and I have spent hours playing it. Worth your time. Yes. Okay. Cool. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. <laughs> so where is Waldo, Really? That's, so where is Waldo, comma, really? In your heart. No, seriously, this is a little guy. He's like microscopic, wears the little hat, striped shirt, and jeans. He's actually in your heart just cleaning up as you... No? no? 
Was he in the uh, Fantastic Voyage? Yeah. <laughs> then he'll start expanding, and then he'll this burst out of your chest like, like that an alien aliens. from Aliens. <laughs> Where is Waldo? Where is Waldo, really? In your local library. Yes. No. No, 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 because he's actually been the Where's Waldo book has been is like one of the top ten banned library books. What? Yes. Why is it banned? Where's Waldo banned? Yeah, banned books awareness. Where's Waldo has been banned in many libraries. Why? Also, which side note, we should point out that it's also the rest of the world. In case you are where's not Wally? U.S., it, we're talking about Where's Wally. Um, a handful of people say the uh, images contain inappropriate and seditious, hidden, yeah, hidden seditious imagery. hidden imagery. Topless, topless sunbathers, gay lovers, characters holding up the, the rocker, Hail Satan rocker hand sign, and a bunch of other what? Stuff. But yeah, on the beach scene, there's a, a nip slip, which they what? edited out for the 10th 10 year anniversary of the book. Wow. Looking at the image, I can't even remember where the hell it is. I remember where Waldo is. No, wait, this is the 10-year book, so he's moved. He moved. Shit, where's Waldo? That is the question of the day, Andy. Son of a bitch, where's Waldo? You, you, want, it? you want help, Andy? Hit Windows key plus. Windows key, I, I don't have... You have a plus sign on your keyboard, Andy. Oh, it's a magnifier, got it. But yeah, anyway, because where's Waldo has been banned in many places. I can't believe that. That's ridiculous. Saginaw, Michigan Public Schools removed the book in 1989. Go Saginaw. Yeah, because of hidden imagery in a book where you have to look really closely, it's been banned. A lot of these people are sunburned. It's the beach scene. A lot of these people are sunburned. Hmm. So yeah, where's Waldo? Probably not in your local library. That's unfortunate. Yeah. It's one of those weird facts that once you realize it, you're like, wait, John Waldo. Where's he at? See the red and white booth? Yes. Middle of the page top? Go left. Uh, oh, all right. Okay. Still haven't found the scene of people, like, splashing water on a woman and having her be naked. And in case somebody's really wondering, uh, Waldo is currently in my closet. Your costume of Waldo? Yeah, my costume of Waldo. My red and white Not right. Waldo himself. No. But my hand-knit Waldo hat, my Burberry striped Waldo shirt, my jeans, my Waldo cane. Andy has skeletons of Waldo in his closet. Yes, there is. I have multiple Waldo shirts as well. Not like the red and white striped shirt, but like shirts with Waldo on it, including the one of the skeleton Waldo. That is where Waldo is? Yes. In Andy's closet. Yep. I, I still like the answer of in your heart. Waldo is in all of us. <laughs> all right. We're done. Yep. That's a wrap. Bye. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>